Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to lay out the rest of the week. So this is going to be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for you. Uh, Starting with Thursday, we are going to be doing... um, We're going to start with our workout. We're going to open up. It's going to be 10 minutes on the minute, 5 power clean and jerk. When we do this, we want it to be unbroken, meaning that you do all five reps as one smooth single set, and then you drop your bar. If you're able to do that, you're looking at about 15 to 20 seconds of work. Now, this is one that personally I've done probably 30, 40 times. Um, I program it pretty frequently and over the top, and I used it to help me get prepared for fast barbell cycling when I was headed into uh, regionals back in 2013. Um, it's, it's nasty after about three, four minutes, right? Because your heart rate spikes up in those first 15, 20 seconds, and then it kind of simmers down a little bit. But after several minutes, it doesn't really get a chance to get down low enough to the point where you feel comfortable. The weight we encourage you to use is going to be around 60% of your one rep max on a clean and jerk. Uh, and for me, that comes out to 185 pounds, or roughly around there, right? Um, I think it's actually a little bit less for me, because my clean jerk's just not that heavy for a single. But that's a weight that I can cycle smoothly and aggressively, and I can get through all these rounds, and it hurts by the end of it. To my goal, that weight's a little bit heavier for you, because you've got a really big one rep max, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'll be using. Uh if I'll be able to use my 60%, but I'll give it a shot. Well, but let's um, look at it this way. You are an extremely efficient lifter. So your one rep max is much higher than mine, even though our fitness is, is a little bit closer than our maxes are, isn't it? Right. So I can handle the same weight you can with this because my breathing has me at that place, whereas you can lift a heavier single um, just out of technique and strength. But this is really a lot of conditioning too, isn't it? Yeah, I would definitely say um, for this one, I think the hardest part's just going to be positioning. After my first power clean and jerk, uh, when I get tired especially, and in most people obviously, the tendency is to just let that bar come back to the ground and rip it back off um, and kind of lose position, fall out of position. I think what is going to save me is just having the mindset that I'm going to get my butt down and I'm going to get set up each time for each lift. Yeah. So as I come down to the ground, I set up on the way down. That way I'm not all hamstring pulling. So what I encourage people to do is either tap the shoulder, tap the thighs, tap mm. the ground, or my personal strategy, I don't tap my shoulders unless I need to on the last round or two straight when I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. I just skip straight to the thigh, but I definitely make contact there. So I'm not yanking yeah. my back. The bar is staying super close to my body. And once it's brushed my thighs, I can then follow it to the ground and set my hips in a really good position. That's always worked real well for me. Um, that's kind of the way I cycle any barbell unless it's unless it's something like Randy where it's a 75-pound, essentially muscle snatch, and I'm just yanking the bar as fast as, as is possible, more so than doing technical reps quickly. Yeah, I think another big thing is going to be grip. You guys have to maintain a full grip on this one. Uh, I can't stress it enough. If you guys are power cleaning and we're going, 
um, we're losing our full grip and we're kind of rolling it to the fingertips, you're going to have a really hard time going into that jerk, yes, but also coming back down to cycle that next rep. Having a hook grip is going to be extremely important coming back from overhead so that you guys can control the bar and not lose it out of the hands. So make sure that you guys are catching that in the power clean with a full grip remained. Okay, don't let it slide out. Don't let it slip. There's reasons why we harp on it, isn't mm-hmm. there? I mean, I, I got on you about using more grip on your bar, and would you say it's improved your ability to cycle barbells? Absolutely. It's it's not just because we want to make front squats harder on you. We don't. We want to make everything else easier on you. And practicing a better grip when you do something simple like a front squat is a great way to enable you to use a better grip as you cycle a clean and jerk. And cycling a clean and jerk is much more commonplace in CrossFit than a one rep max front squat, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to get through that, that high intensity work with a barbell. Um, and, and we're going to try to do our best with it. Uh, if you feel like you need to go a little under 60%, do that. That's fine. We want you to be able to get through all the rounds doing five reps, touch and go, unbroken every time. All right. So use weight that allows you to push that limit. <clears throat> Once we're done with that, we're going to spend some time working on gymnastics. Um, We're going to play around with muscle-ups and muscle-up drills. If you've already got muscle-ups, then talk to your coaches. We'll try to help you hone in your technique and do better, more efficient muscle-ups or start stringing them together a little bit more fluidly. If you don't have muscle-ups yet, we're going to do a series of drills uh, that you can play around with. So banded transitions where you're pulling the rings down and then pressing them beneath your body. Your body's not actually going to move. You're just going to move your arms, your shoulders, and use your core to go through the motions, um, but without creating any movement in the body itself, just in that upper extremity. If you want to play around with it, we're going to use a leg-assisted transition. That's where we're kind of kneeling or seating, uh, seated on our butt on the ground, And we're using our legs to help us press up and over and through that transition. Now, both of those first two reps, you really have to have a false grip to be successful or to get that drill to work properly. We have another drill we're going to play around with, and it's using a box to set our feet on it and then kind of operating a little bit of a kip off of that box that we then transition over and through the rings on. I definitely recommend a false grip here as well, but you could possibly do this without because that kip helps you to elevate and then roll through that transition fast instead of grinding through it slowly like those first two drills are meant to do. Um, I'm going to put up a video, well, today, uh, on, on Wednesday, on our Instagram page of each of those transitional drills so you can see where we're headed, what we want to do, and how it's going to benefit an actual muscle up itself. Yeah, when it comes to those drills, if you guys find one that you like, that's good. But make sure that you guys always switch it up. Um, Don't get stuck in one of the transition drills uh, or in one of those skill transfers. Make sure that you guys always switch it. Uh, If you guys continue to try all of them, then you will get just the most gain for them. Remember, the real base of a muscle up is a strong pull up, and a Mm -hmm. strong dip. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a good quality strict pull-up, then you probably don't have the best quality kipping pull-up. And if we don't have those two in the bag, it's going to be really hard to get the proper elevation needed to actually get over a bar or over a set of rings. Once we get over anything, we still have to have the strength to press ourselves out. So yes, we're doing drill work on this day. Um, Kind of it's sort of our cool down. It's just kind of playing around afterward. But it's super important that you make sure on your own time 
you are getting after the strict components. If you do not build the strength, you will not achieve those reps. There's nothing we can do about that. We can't, we can't wish our way there. You have to be strong enough to actually put yourself in position to have success. And that comes with doing the fundamental gymnastics work, the strict work. Right? It all goes back to that. Yep. Right. Friday? On to Friday, we're going to start off with you some uh, skill work. It's going to be 10 minutes, and we're going to alternate on the minute. One minute is going to be 30 seconds of handstand work. And this includes... Handstand holding with without the wall, handstand walking, um, shoulder tap or hip taps, and wall climbs. So really what we're trying to do is just find you guys where you're at. Find out where you're at and where kind of that, that limit is, and we're going to work just past it. If we are close to doing a freestanding handstand hold, we're going to work on that. Um, if we are just beginning our handstand walking, we're going to practice that. Okay, so wherever you guys are at, kind of build on that next component what we're practicing. The, and the oh, next yeah, minute... Um, Next minute, we're going to do 30 to 40 seconds of jump rope work. So for this one, we can do uh, single unders, we can do double unders, we can do triple unders. And with those single unders, we can do forward or backward single unders as well. Um, And same thing here. Kind of find yourself where you're at, except it's going to be a little different. If you guys are really good at double unders, um, but single unders are lacking, then I would say it's not a terrible idea to maybe return back to them. Uh, Practicing the base of the single under is always going to be better. Um, and always going to be helpful for you guys progressing. Uh, if you guys do have double unders and you guys are working on some triples, or we've done some triple work in the past and you guys are kind of trying to get more consistent with it, this is a great time to practice some triples as well. Yeah, uh, so two things here. The open is right around the corner, isn't it? We're mm-hmm. only, what, like 45 I want to say it's October 10th is when it begins, I believe. So 45-ish days away. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and do the math exactly, but it's coming. It's coming soon. And last two years in the open, we've seen handstand walks, mm-hmm. right? So we're really trying to give you guys the opportunity to get ready to show some progress and have some success if that shows up. Every year in the open, there's been double unders. There has never not been a double under in the open. Um, I contend that it has been coming for a long time, and we haven't seen it yet, but there will eventually be a triple under in competition. And given the fact that they threw out strict handstand push-ups and handstand walks last year, I would not be surprised to see triple unders in the open, something where it started with high-volume singles and then went to slightly smaller-volume doubles, and then if you were able to really get far in the workout, you had an opportunity to do some triples. So I don't think it's far-fetched to say that these skills are something that we ought to be working towards. Yeah, I think uh, absolutely. There's definitely a huge, huge gap between... um singles and triples, uh, but it can only be bridged if you guys just put the practice in. It's just really all about how quickly can you swing that rope um, and how much practice have you put in. I know that a while ago they introduced triple unders and there was a video of someone doing them. I want to say it's one of the daughters. So I'm going to say not a while ago because there was a hero workout that came out about four or five years ago ago. that I actually did here at Cadre before I I Mm. left to go coach at CLE. And it was the first time I did triple unders, the first time I'd ever seen them. And since then, I've done that workout again now that I can actually string them together. And it was a totally different thing. Right. But they've been around. They've been on main site for at least for, I want to say, five or six even years now. So the likelihood that they will show up, I think, is, I think it's imminent that they're going to show up at some point. I don't know if it's in the open or in a qualifier. I don't really care about the, the sanctionals. But... Or it might be at the games, too. You know, that would make sense. 
it's coming. Yeah, and I would just say. It, it's just more skill with a jump rope, mm-hmm. right? If you've already got doubles, you should definitely start working on triples. If you don't have doubles, you definitely need to work on doubles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not it's not a skill that is so extreme. Uh, it, it's really not. It's something that, yeah, requires a little bit of practice, but I'd say it's about as extreme as handstand walking, um, which is about as extreme as muscle-ups. You know, it's not something that's way out there. It's just something that the CrossFit community hasn't practiced a ton of, um, which is... It makes it prime for testing. It makes it prime to put in the open and see who has been practicing it and then give the CrossFit community another standard that they can try to hit. So I'd say it's going to be a great day to practice, to practice that movement. Well, and it's it's one of those things to, no, this isn't going to save your life. Mm -hmm. No one's going to save themselves from a dire situation because, oh my goodness, I can do triple unders and it brought me out. Right. Well, same thing with handstand walk. That's probably not how you're going to get out of a bad spot. Maybe a muscle up helps you get over a fence or climb a wall or something, but the reality is we're here to try to get more fit, and the only way to get more fit is to constantly challenge our current athletic potential and to demand more. So step up, do a little bit of work, and see where you can really go because we place limitations on ourselves all the time that we've created. They aren't real. We made them up. And in making them up, we limit our capacity to go and gain more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, following that skill work, we're going to have a workout that is five rounds for time with an 18-minute cap. It is 25 wall ball shots, 15 toes to bar, and then five snatches. Uh, wall ball shots going to be 20 pounds for guys, 14 pounds for the ladies, to a normal 10-foot target for guys and 9-foot target for ladies. And then the snatches are at 65% of our one rep max. So they're going to be a, a little bit on, on the heavier side. I would say it's territory where you should just do quick singles. Yep, yep. Uh, this workout, it's definitely doable in well under 18 minutes. If you can do the wall ball shots unbroken. Um, you don't have to. You can break them up, but you cannot afford to take long breaks. In workouts like this, all too often, people start taking 20, 30 seconds of rest in the wall ball shots. Well, if you do that for five rounds, you just lost two and a half minutes. That's way too much time to lose on something like this, especially if you're not going to do those toes to bar unbroken, right? And most of the time when somebody's breaking the wall balls, they're not doing those toes to bar unbroken. So keep yourself close to that ball. It's just grunt work. It's just squatting and throwing. Breathe as you go. You do not need a long break there. This is a seriously finishable workout if you stay in contact with that ball and in contact with the wall. Yeah, I think um, as far as this one goes, it's just a lot of transition time. Uh, if you're pretty smooth coming off the wall ball shot, I know at CLE you might be a little bit closer. Yeah. Um, but you're still going to have to walk a little bit from the wall ball to the pull-up bar to the barbell back. Uh, and if you guys can just minimize transition... I think that this one is, is absolutely doable and under that 18-minute cap, uh, as well as on the toe to bar. Um, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Maybe break it up into eight and seven right off the bat. Maybe just put it into two chunks with a quick rest in between so that you guys can rest the grip real quick before you go pick up that barbell. Um, and then, like Phil said, the wall ball shots, that's the place where you don't really need to take a big break. It just is, uh, are you willing to stay on it? <clears throat> yep. All right. One more day in the week. We are going to do workout called 31 heroes um you should check them out online i believe it's 31 heroes.org oh we we actually can't check because our internet isn't working here uh but it is uh it's a whole foundation that's raising money um to to aid 
I believe the families of of the people who who died in this incident. Um, and it was uh, it was an incident on August sixth in two thousand eleven where there was a quick reaction force sent in uh, on a Chinook C forty seven helicopter to aid some Army Rangers that were in contact with the enemy. And as they flew into the contact area, uh, they were hit with RPG fire, and and the helicopter went down, and all of the 31, uh, well, 30 Americans and and a military canine, as well as their Afghan counterparts, were all killed, um, all killed in that incident. So this workout is is designed specifically to remember those fallen. Um, It's a 31-minute AMRAP, and the numbers correspond with the date that the incident happened. So eight thrusters, pretty dang heavy, at 155 pounds uh, for guys and 105 pounds for ladies. Six rope climbs, and then finally 11 box hops on a tall box, 30-inch for guys and 24 for ladies. Um, It is a partner workout, so you're going to work with somebody. uh, And while you are performing around in the gym, your partner is going to grab 45 or 25 pounds of weight, and they're going to go for a run. They're going to go run 400 meters. When they return, you get to switch places. So the running partner is the timer, uh, really, and then the working partner in the gym just continues performing the AMRAP until until their partner returns. Um, now, up at CLE, I've got a bunch of sandbags. I'm going to bring a couple of those down so that Cadre, uh, you guys have the opportunity to use some sandbags. There will not be enough for everybody. So you might be carrying a plate. You might be carrying a dumbbell. You might be carrying a kettlebell, right? It's not really about what you carry. It's just kind of going to work. Yeah, this is definitely going to be one of those ones. Um, it is a hero wad, so it's more about the mindset of going in and just being willing to put yourself in that place a little bit, remember what they did, um, and it's not so much about how can you game this workout to benefit you the most, it's more so I'm going to go into this workout, I'm going to give it what I can, I'm just going to see if I can kind of push myself through this. Yeah, with that being said, uh, if you feel like you can safely climb ropes mm-hmm. while wearing a weight vest, then by all means, put on a weight vest. I know there's plenty of people who can do that, um, and if that's you, you're welcome to throw it on and grit through it and uh, and have a solid wad and, and remember those fallen I would say with that weight vest, I would I would also be careful on the box hop. Yeah, that's um, that's very true. It's a high box. Isn't yeah. It? So when you're wearing a weight vest, just make sure it just gives a lot more intention to each jump. Uh, you can't really get caught up in it and kind of relax like we would on maybe a 24 inch, where we just kind of begin to rebound and not think about it. It's going to be thoughtful every jump. Make sure you guys are giving each jump some explosion, and make sure you guys are catching um, that squat with the or the box hop with the whole foot on the box. Try not to do the uh, whole toes thing. <clears throat> yep. All right. So that lays out our our week. Um, little note: Memorial or not Memorial oh. Day, Labor Day yeah, is next, uh, is be next week. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to do a hero workout. We're going to partner up on it. It'll be a good time. I think you guys are actually going to have fun with it. It's not it's not a crushing wad, but it's a solid little bit of work. Um, up at CLE, we're going to be open at. 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. and then again at 4:30 p.m. Now, Cadre, you've got different hours. Yeah. 8:30 and 9:30 a.m. Yep. 8:30, 9:30 a.m. are two classes. All right. So, if you guys can make it in, totally make it into those classes. We hope to see a good bit of people. Um, we're partnering up on the workout so we can handle a lot of volume with it, and uh, and yeah, hopefully we we have a good time celebrating. Absolutely. Uh, other than that, enjoy the week, and we will see you guys in the gyms. Yes, indeed.